Hello there, I'm Rosemarie. Hi, this is Dorothy DeBorba, who used to be in the R Gang. Anyhow, I'm going to be on that On the Screen and Beyond program coming up here in the near future, so if you'll be so kind as to listen, you'll hear us. Bye-bye. And this is Episode 49 of On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Well, this is episode 49 of On Screen and Beyond. This is Brian Zemrak with you, and we are... One show away from our 50th episode here at On Screen and Beyond. And to celebrate that, we have two guests on this episode of On Screen and Beyond. That's right. Well, it starts with, in 1961, CBS premiered a show, and it was created by Carl Reiner. And it was called The Dick Van Dyke Show. And it featured, of course, Dick Van Dyke, Mary Tyler Moore, Rose Marie, and Maury Amsterdam, and, and uh, Richard Deacon also. And uh, the show ran for about five years, and one of the characters was Sally Rogers. She was played by Rose Marie, and today she is our guest right here on On Screen and Beyond. And we're we're really excited about having her on here uh, because Rose Marie is such a uh, you know a, a, a wonderful person, and she was uh, on you know a lot of other shows, and she's, her career started way back when. And uh, she's going to talk about all that, so uh, stick around for that. And coming up after that. We will have a second guest, and the second guest is somebody who is from a classic show, a show that's been repeated for years and years on TV, and it's uh, from a show called Our Gang, also known as The Little Rascals. We welcome Dorothy DeBorba, who... From 1939 to 1933, captured the hearts of America as the five-year-old girl who had the trademark curls and the hair bows and everything, and she she stood up to the guys on the show. It was a uh, you know if you've seen the Little Rascals or the uh, Our Gang bunch there with uh, Jackie Cooper and everything, uh, it's it's just a classic. And we have Dorothy on here, right here and on screen and beyond. And uh, we're going to start it off, and we're going to get right into those interviews. And first off, we're going to start out with Rose Marie from the Dick Van Dyke Show and so much more. And she talks about it. It's next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. My guest today on On Screen and Beyond is a veteran of vaudeville and is a star of stage and screen and TV, most notably as Sally Rogers on the classic TV show Dick Van Dyke. It's Rose Marie. Welcome to the show, Rose Marie. Well, thank you. That's very sweet. 
Rosemary, you have been around show business for so long. Uh, oh, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, uh, was it something you always wanted to do? Well, the thing of it is, I started when I was three years old. Wow. And it, it, it makes it a, a, an eternity, you know. Yeah. But uh, I've loved every bit of it. I've been in almost every phase of it. Uh, the only thing I only missed was circus and opera. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, I understand as part of the 100th birthday of the Magic Castle in L.A., you're, yeah. you're going to be part of the Magic Castle Question and Answer Legend Series on July 12th? Yes. Yeah? So what? what is that? What are you going to be doing on that? Well, I think we're having dinner Saturday night. And then Sunday, they have built a new area uh, of, 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 like, a theater. They do wonderful things over there. And uh, it'll be an answer and question thing. Uh-huh. And it'll uh, be like a theater, you know? Yeah. You also have been named the first lady of Vegas since you were the first female headliner at the Flamingo Inn when it opened? That's right. Yeah. Do you remember who you were her headlining with? Oh, of course. How could I forget? With Jimmy Durante and Xavier Cougat. How were they to work with? Oh, fantastic. Well, you see, I'm not an impressionist. I never have been. But in my act, when I was doing my act in concert and stuff, I used to do a little imitation of Jimmy Durante, uh -huh. who is a very, very dear friend of mine, and used to show me how he used to do all the little things that he did, and I used to do them in my act. Well, it got so that it got to be a big part of my act, and I had to do a Jimmy Durante number every time I worked someplace. <laughs> so uh, when uh, uh, Edelman, who was the head of the... Uh, uh, reporter, Hollywood reporter, called me and said that they were opening up this place and uh, would I want to play it with Jimmy Durante and Xavier Cougar. I said, oh, I'll jump at the chance. Yeah. And so I worked with Jimmy and we were we were a smash. Huh. Yeah. Now, what was it like back then in the early days I'm of sorry? Vegas? What was it like back in the early days of Vegas? Sand. <laughs> There was nothing but sand. The Flamingo was the third hotel on the Strip. There was the uh, Last Frontier, and there was the El Rancho, and they were reg regular, you know, uh, uh, desert-type hotels and stuff. And when Bugsy Siegel decided to open this phenomenal place with the neon lights and, and the, the Monte Carlo type of gambling and everything, it was quite, quite extraordinary. Wow. Yeah. Now, did you know Bugsy Siegel personally, or did he just enjoy you on, you know, on radio and on, in movies? Oh, no, I met him. I worked for him. Yeah, yeah. And he was very, very good to me. He was very nice, and uh, we got along just great. Wow. Now, in your autobiography, Hold the Roses, you stated that Al Capone and the Mafia assisted in your career. What was that like? That Al Capone what? He, he helped you with your career? Oh, God, yes. In fact, the whole mob was, uh, I, I was their baby. Huh. And everybody always, they, nobody ever called me Rosemary. It was always baby. Yeah. And uh, uh, I, I met Al Capone in Chicago when I was working there, and he invited me to his house for dinner, and I met all the boys. 
And it was phenomenal. They treated me like a queen. And I was a kid. I was like uh, seven years old, eight years old. Oh, wow. And they just took their uh, hearts to me and said, you're our baby, you know, and they looked after me. And in those days, every place in town or in every town, the mob was running the town. Yeah. And I I worked all the places uh, that they owned, and I was their little baby. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, you you talk about Baby Rose Marie. Um, yeah. Now, in the early performance, uh, one of the shorts that you made, it was called Baby Rose Marie, The Child Wonder. Yeah. And it's now on the DVD that uh, the jazz singer has out. D- do you remember the short? Yes, Baby, I do. Baby Rosemary, the Child Wonder. Yes, that was one of the first talkie movies, wasn't that it? That was one. Of, that was the first talkie. It was, yeah. See, that played the Winter Garden with the jazz singer. Yeah. With Al Jolson. Now Al Jolson and the jazz singer. That was half talk, half half um, sound. Ah. Mine was all sound. So, so you were a first again there. <laughs> and he didn't particularly like it. Oh, really? Oh, no, he didn't like it at all. Huh, why was that? Because it was all sound. I was all sound, and he was half and half. Ah, yeah. Huh. Now, you also appeared in the film International House with W.C. Yes. Fields? Yes. Yeah. What was it like working with the famous W.C. Fields? Well, he was just wonderful, but I, I didn't actually work with him. I was in the picture with him because the picture, believe it or not, was all about television. Oh, really? And uh, mine was a little cameo of Baby Rose Marie. Uh, but I never actually worked with the W.C. Fields. I met him. I was with him quite a bit on the set and all of that. But uh, we never did a scene together. Oh, huh. Now, in uh, of course, in 1961, you appeared as Sally Rogers on the Dick Van Dyke Show. Yeah. And everybody loved that show. Um, now... For the viewer, it looked like you were having a lot of fun. Is that true? Oh, we had more than that. It was a wonderful, wonderful group of people. And we had a ball. It was like another family. And we just, we we knew we had a good show, but we didn't know how good it was. Yeah. And we used to look forward to coming to work every day. It was one of the best things that ever happened. Now, did you know any of the other cast members before the show? I knew uh, Carl. Uh, no, I didn't know any of them. I was the one that got Maury Amsterdam the job. Oh, really? Yeah? Huh. Now, um, most women in the 50s and 60s... I'm sorry? Uh, most women... You're fading. I can't hear you. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yep. but very faintly. Okay. In the 50s and 60s, women were usually portrayed as housewives... Yeah. But your role on that show was a very independent woman. Um, I was a, I, I was the first woman's liver. Yeah. Did, because I made the same money that the guys made and, and held a position of my own. Yeah. Did you feel like you were breaking ground? No, you know? I never even thought about it. Really? Until people came up to me and told me or wrote me letters. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Now, why did the show end so soon? Well, because everybody thought, well, not everybody, but Dick and uh, Carl figured that they'd finish up on top. They figured they'd done everything they could to make it good. They didn't want to spoil it. So we quit after five years. We never did a show in color 
I think we could have lasted two more years in color. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that was such a good show. Well, it's voted the best show of the, the whole television industry. Huh, yeah. Uh, do you ever see Dick, Dick Van Dyke now? Oh, lots of times. We uh, attend a lot of affairs together, and we see one another here and there, and, and uh, uh, I see him all the time. Huh, he seems like such a nice guy. Huh? He seems like such a nice guy. Oh, he's wonderful. He's the sweetest man you ever met. I never heard him say no. I never heard him say, I won't do that. I never saw him in the temper. He was he's just wonderful. Hmm. Now, in the mid-60s, you appeared twice on the classic TV show, The Monkees? Yes. Yeah. Uh, could you tell tell us anything about that show? I, you know, I really don't remember it too well. Oh, really? I, I did two of them, and everybody raves about them. I don't even remember what I did. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was doing a lot of shows at that time. I'm sure. you were. It seemed like you've been on every TV show there is almost. Yeah, I, I was very busy at that time. Yeah. In the 70s and 80s, you toured in a musical review called Four Girls Four with Rosemary Clooney, uh, Rosemary Clooney Helen O'Connell, and Margaret Whiting. Uh, yeah. Did you enjoy performing on stage with them? Did I what? Enjoy performing on stage oh, with that them? Oh, was, that was the greatest show you ever saw. We got together, and, and the four girls, and, and it was a tremendous act. We were together about eight years, traveling all over the country. Wow. Playing all the theaters, all the theaters in the round. It was, it was the best, best show on the circuit at that time when everybody was doing... Uh, shows yeah and we now, were considered the best because we played every place two and three times yeah and with that lineup i mean you know that's a great lineup right there well it's it's called talent yes that's for sure <laughs> yeah now you were one of the only you are the only original member of the hit game show hollywood squares who has been a panelist on all versions of the show was that a fun show to work on I was on that show 14 years. Wow. Yeah, that was a wonderful show. Yeah. It was one of the best game shows that ever happened. It always looked like you were having so much fun with your, you know, coming back with those well, answers. I, I have a lot of fun no matter what I do. <laughs> yeah. Um, I but reason- that was a wonderful show and a wonderful group of people. We had Peter Marshall and, and Wally Cox and... and uh, 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 Paul Lynn. Paul Lynn, yes, yes. And Vincent Price and and uh, uh, Charlie Weaver. Uh, George Goble. Those were the originals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of lot of big names there. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Rosemary, finally, um, this year, I understand you were inducted into the Smithsonian's first permanent yes, entertainment. I'm very proud of that. Yeah, the the entertainment history exhibit. As one of the top ten ladies of stage and screen. Congratulations. Yeah, they've got the stuff from when I was Baby Rosemary. Yeah. And they got stuff from the Dick Van Dyke show, including my black bow. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, I, I'm not going to ask you why. <laughs> why, because I know you're not going to tell anybody what, what, why you wore that. I won't tell you. Yeah. But uh, did, did you always have that throughout yeah. all the years? Yeah. You always did, yeah? Huh. Yeah. I remember you seeing you, you know, from the 60s, but I didn't know if you had had it earlier. Oh, no. 
So I, I wore it all the time. Yeah, yeah. So they have the original? Yeah. Wow, yeah. Huh. Gee. So, so, but you still wear one, right? Huh? Do you still wear one? Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I said at the end of the book, you know, it's a secret. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I understand that. Yeah. Um, well, Rosemary, um, I want to thank you for uh, taking the time to talk to us. Well, I want to thank you. You're a lovely man, and you're very, you're very observant to a lot of things. Yeah. And, and I also personally want to thank you for all you've done for us for entertainment over the years and the, the Dick Van Dyke show, and uh, we, we, everybody enjoys it. What a nice thing to say. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Rosemary. Well, Brian, I want to thank you for being so kind to me. Well, we want to thank Rosemary for coming and uh, talking with us and sharing those stories with us. She's, she's such a nice lady. And, um, but that's not the end of this show, because on this show, we have two guests, like I said. And the next person is, like I had told you earlier, from the Little Rascals, also known as our gang. Uh, it's Dorothy DeBorba, who was just a, the cutest little thing on this show. And America at that time was just in love with her. And uh, we have an interview with her, and uh, she was such a delight to talk to. And... Um, she, she has a lot to say, and uh, that's coming up right here, now, on On Screen and Beyond. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My guest today on On Screen and Beyond is one of the original Our Gang members. It's uh, Dorothy De DeBorba. How are you? I'm fine, and how are you this well, morning? I'm shaking up here. <laughs> <laughs> but um, thank you for, for talking with us. Well, here. you're entirely welcome that you'd like to talk to me. <laughs> now, how was it back in the 1930s with you, uh, with all these boys on the set? It was a lot of fun because I was really a Tom girl. I was a Tom boy. And I, I enjoyed working with the boys. And we were always uh, always running around and doing everything we could get into, you know. But uh, many pleasant memories to look back on. And were the hours long on the set? You always hear about how, you know, they work long, long hours. But well, we were children. Right. Did they have rules back then? And they then? did have. Oh, yeah, they oh, sure they did. did. They had, okay. I think they had more rules then than we do now. But oh, really? But because uh, we had to go to school, we went to school every day. We had a, a great teacher, Mrs. Fern Carter, and uh, I had her the first five years of my school, and she was really great. So I so appreciate what she did for me. And when we had our, uh, when we weren't working, we had our classroom, and it was above Mr. Roach's office, so he could hear us when we were being have ourselves or running around loose in the room. But um, it was fun. If we went on location, the bus went with us, you know, for school. 
which we had a school bus, and the doors all opened on one side instead of going down the center, and the seats went straight across. And in the behind the, each seat, there was a desk that could drop down, and we had our schoolwork right there in, in the bus. Wow. Now, now was, you mentioned going on location, uh, so the, our games wasn't necessarily filmed just on, on a studio Stage, lot? No, uh-uh. oh, wow. We had uh, the Roach Ranch, which was out on Washington, which is now houses, uh, and then we all had other other locations we went to. We went down to the beach for fish hooking, and uh, just different areas. We even went out to Sawtell to, to film uh, Free Eats, I think. Hmm. So, so there was there was location around wow. around so town. So when you were actually when you were at the beach, it wasn't just a set. On no, the... it was a beach. Wow, wow. that's interesting. Yeah, didn't know they were running, you know, driving you around that much. Back. Oh yeah, yeah. We had our we had buses and cars and stuff that we traveled around with. What's are there any special memories of that, of that time that uh, that you can remember? Well. Uh, sound was just coming in, if you, you know, because sound came, started coming in 29, and they were learning how to work with the camera and the sound to where the, it didn't pick up the whirring of the film and the camera where they finally found a little blanket that they put over it. It was quite a, quite a gadget. But uh, a lot of the technical stuff, you know, how many five-year-olds pay attention to what's going on? It's more of the action otherwise than technical work, so, but... Uh, there's so many pleasant memories that I have to look back on. You know, there's just um, so many, so many pleasant, pleasant times. Now, did, did you, you mentioned when you were over the office of Mr. Roach, and then um, were you ever reprimanded for being too noisy? Or, no, or? no, no. He didn't ever said anything to us. He might have said something to Mrs. Carter, but never to us. Yeah. He was pretty, he was a very, very sweet person. He had a, Head and heart for entertainment. Hmm. And um, Jackie Cooper was with you. Yes, yes. His 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 dressing room. His mother always had painted green. That was a prosperity color. So his dressing room was green. But our dressing rooms were upstairs, in the main building, where the offices and everything was. So you each had your own. Mm-hmm. Dressing room and everything. Yeah. Wow. I, oh, yeah. you know, I always think of back then that they were very, um, you know, just <laughs> grouped together. And you know, you're going to do this. You're thinking of silence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's when my mother was in pictures. Oh, your mother was. Oh, yeah. An actress. Yeah. It's it it's, it runs in the family. And so, your father was a band leader. A, mu- a, musician. a musician. Yeah, he did have his own little band years ago. Yeah. Yeah, a little four piece combo. Hmm. So. So now, did you continue after our gang in any films? I uh, made uh, one. Let's see. I worked with Gene Harlow, and I worked with Spencer Tracy and Claire Trevin. And um, uh, I think when we were on vacation up at Strawberry Lake, it was uh, who was up uh, with Tom Brown. One of the Tom Brown stories, I think. And I did a day's extra scoop, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Overall, it was enjoyable. Yes, and Jean Harlow was a very, very sweet person. Was really, really quite a gal. That was a, that was a three-day job too, when we were working by the old Pasadena Hotel, and uh, right there by Suicide Bridge in Pasadena. So, so uh, it's, I, I can I didn't get a chance to go in to see the ones that are showing, but I, of course, over the years, I've seen so many. 
uh, our game, it's, you know, it's been shown over and over and over. And when I was, I knew you were going to be here, I looked on the Internet Movie Database, and when I saw your picture, I, I remember right off. I mean, I can, you, know, you, you know, you said they've changed the girls over time. That's but, right. But yours, is, you're the one that everybody seems to remember. Yeah. With the curls and... Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that was that was my trademark. My curls. Mother made my big bows, and mother did my curls every night. So she put them up on rag curlers. But uh, they're just. I, there was just so many, so many pleasant memories, you know, that that I can sit and run through my mind, through my scrapbook in my head. Yeah. And uh, but sometimes it's hard to bring it forward. I've got such a full filing cabinet in my brain sure. that I try to reach things, and every once in a while I have these what's known as a senior moment. You know, I work crossword puzzles, and all of a sudden I can't think of a word. <laughs> oh, dear. It, uh, it's uh, One thing I have to say right now is a little bit different, but if you're smoking, please stop smoking. Don't smoke anymore. It's not very nice, because I'm on oxygen. You can't tell that, but I am. But that's all I have to say. I just wish people would not smoke. I wish I'd never. Really? Yeah. You started young? Yeah, 17. And smoked until I was 67. Wow. Yeah. Which, now, it's not very funny to be on oxygen. You, you know, when you get short of breath, it's very spooky. I'm sure, yeah. Dorothy, I appreciate you taking the time, really. To, well, to talk I to thank us. you very much for, for wanting wanting to speak to me. <laughs> right. But uh, you take care, and everybody out there, have a real good day and a good year. And I love you all. Bye. Well, what can I say? Dorothy DeBorba, she was in one of the most classic TV shows, uh, not actually a TV show, I guess you can't even call it a TV show because it was actually in theaters um, before, you know, the shorts, when the shorts played before movies and everything like that. So uh, she, you know, we're just so used to seeing it on TV that I, you know, said that it was on TV. And of course it was for years. And it also um, was, like I say, started out as uh, in the movies. So she spans both both eras and both uh, types of film and movies and TVs and all that sort of stuff. So uh, we want to thank her for taking the time to talk to us because um, she, she's uh, you know such a, a nice lady and um, it was uh, very interesting to talk to her. All right, that just about does it. We've had two great guests here on On Screen and Beyond for our 49th episode. And coming up, the next episode will be our 50th. 50 episodes, 50 stars, all right here on On Screen and Beyond. We hope to uh, have you uh, keep listening because we've got some more great episodes coming with some great stars. And uh, we've got, uh, just to give you a sort of hint that we did on the webpage, we sort of let you know ahead. We've got a director that's going to be coming up in a few episodes that uh, has... has uh, he has directed about every single person who has uh, won Oscars in the movies he directed, and, and he's done some great film work, and uh, it's unbelievable. He's such a nice guy. We're going to have an Oscar-winning um, screenplay writer from a great movie, and uh, we also have somebody who was uh, 
from the TV show Heart to Heart. We've got somebody who was from the TV show Batman. We've got somebody who was from the movie, the TV show um, The Girl from Uncle. We've just got so many different uh, TV shows and movie stars who are going to be on this on, on screen and beyond that uh, we just keep adding more and more and more. And we hope that if you have any suggestions, you can send them to us. And you can send those to feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. And uh, we'll see what we can do about getting those people. Uh, we're always constantly trying to get more people. And we've been fortunate enough to be able to make connections and have some great guests for you. We hope to continue that. And uh, we hope that you'll tell your friends about it. Have them go to the website. Uh, if you're going on iTunes, leave us a message. Uh, you know, uh, rate, the, rate the show. You know, they've got a, a place where you can do that. Let other people know what you uh, like or dislike about the show, whatever you want. Uh, but we'd appreciate that if you would do that. And we want to thank all the people from all over the world who have been listening to On Screen and Beyond. We've uh, had people from Poland. We've had people from uh, Israel. We've had people from Chile. We've had people from Norway, Germany, Japan, uh, China, Brazil, uh, Ireland, uh, United States, of course, Canada, uh, just everywhere. It's it's amazing how many people are are going to our site and uh, listening to On Screen and Beyond. We appreciate that very much. If you want to take a crack at our poll question that we have out currently, we have one on the first page of the website all the way down to the bottom. Scroll down and you can see it. And it uh, deals with um, the Lee Majors interview that we had, the $6 million man. Hey, that was a great one. And... Uh, Anyways, uh, we want to know which one of his series did you think uh, was your favorite? Was it The Big Valley or Owen Marshall or The Fall Guy or Six Million Dollar Man? I mean, you know, he was just in so many things. Men from Shiloh, which was uh, The Virginian and, you know, just so many different things. Just go to that uh, and give us your opinion, which one you like the best. And uh, just something we like to do. And we hope that you'll... Continue listening to On Screen and Beyond, and coming up next, on our next episode, it's our 50th, we have our first Oscar-winning actor on the show. We've had Oscar-nominated actors, but this time we have an Oscar-winning actor. He's been in one of the most, you know, largest uh, money-making movies ever made, uh, in fact, uh, three of them. And he's he's also, like I say, won an Oscar, and uh, he was on uh, a very famous TV show as a villain, and that's about all I'm going to give you for clues right now. But anyways, that's coming up next on the next episode of On Screening to be on our 50th show. Until then, this is Brian saying take care. Uh-huh.